to the Haunted Haulers podcast, a place where your hosts, Wendy and April, discuss the creepy things that lurk in the misty shadows of the Appalachian Hills. I am, as always, the mysterious voice in the walls. Hey everybody, I'm Wendy. And I'm April. Today's story takes place on Lake Barkley, near Eddyville, Kentucky. It involves Kentucky's oldest prison facility, known as Kentucky State Penitentiary, or the Castle on the Cumberland. This facility was completed in 1886 and is the only state-run maximum security prison. Prisoners supplied the labor alongside hired Italian stonemasons. Although it has been seven years since an execution has taken place there, the deaths of 164 male prisoners have been carried out within its walls. This prison was, after all, the home of Old Sparky, an electric chair first used in 1911, and although no longer used today, it can still be seen in the prison. It has been said about the prison, it is for the custody of the more serious offenders who cannot safely be retained at the reformatory. This prison houses some of Kentucky's most violent offenders. Several sources note that a small plaque bearing the words, Abandon hope, all ye who enter here, used to hang over the front entrance. These are the same words that mark the gates to hell in Dante's Inferno. Due to the fact that this is the oldest prison in Kentucky, it has encountered many tragic events, such as a tuberculosis outbreak in the 20th century. This led to a large number of the inmates meeting their demise. This place is also no stranger to suicides, homicides, and riots. Given the large number of deaths that have occurred here, it is no surprise that paranormal occurrences have been reported within its walls. Some of these phenomena were the inspiration for a book called Haunting of the Kentucky State Penitentiary. It was written by Steve Asher, who worked for the prison for seven years. Although the book is listed as a work of fiction, it is based on real events experienced by himself and other correctional officers. One story he tells takes place in the 1980s, when a guard was inspecting three-cell house. These cells were once a part of death row, but were not being used at that particular time. Regardless of this, they still had to be inspected. The first few cells were empty, however he found one that was occupied by a prisoner standing in the middle reading a Bible. The prisoner greeted the guard, to which he nodded and smiled and continued his inspection. When he returned to the office, he asked the sergeant if the prisoner had gotten a meal. The sergeant responded that there was no one in the cell and had not been for at least a month. Knowing what a thorough guard he was, the sergeant went to see for himself to make sure a mistake had not been made. The guard and sergeant approached the cell, and not only was it empty, a light layer of frost was present. When they stepped inside, they noticed it was empty except for a Bible that lay open on the floor. Psalm chapter 102, verse 20 had been highlighted. To hear the groaning of the prisoner, to lose those that are appointed to death. The guard passed the Bible to his sergeant and shuddered as he read it aloud. This is just one of many ghostly encounters experienced within these walls. And now it's time for the breakdown. Okay, so the first thing I'd like to talk about is the appearance of the prison. Mm -hmm. So it started with the prisoners themselves did a lot of the labor to build mm -hmm. the prison. And then I think actually not long after this, they made a law saying that prisoners could not do the labor. Okay. Like it was seen as inhumane or something. I'm adding words into that, but along those lines... Um, Prisoners could no longer do the labor to build the prison. Kind of like being forced to dig your own grave. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I mean, I, I hate to chuckle at that, but I mean, it, it, it is a good analogy. Mm -hmm. So um, they 
At this time, though, that law was not enacted, and so they had to build their own prison. Okay. However, they had brought in the Italian stonemasons, and that is why, and they were paid, of course. Well, I is, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why, uh, and we'll put a picture up of what this prison looks like. This prison is beautiful. It looks like a castle. Well, I wondered, you know, when I heard that, the castle on the Cumberland. And, yes. and at first I was like, wait a minute. that Because I was thinking of the Lexington Castle. Oh, that yeah. I, that <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. That that doesn't line up. But that's right. the only castle-looking structure oh, that no. I know of. So I, I'm, I'm interested. I need to see I pictures. hate to say it, but this blows that out of the really? water. Really? It's hmm. gorgeous. And, and I hate to be that person. But we all know <laughs> I'm going to be that person. Why are we making a prison so beautiful? Why are we making it? And I'm not. I'm not one of those people that's like give them nothing. They're prison. I know. I no. I'm a. I'm a human rights advocate. But, but again, these are the worst of the worst prisoners, and so they did a lot of bad things. I mean, maybe they're hiding. You know, it's kind of like you put up this polished veneer to hide uh, the. You know, maybe that's because again, I mean, who wants to live in a community where oh. Well, yeah, right over there. That's where the worst, of, you know. You raise so, a good point. So mm-hmm. you're housing the worst of the worst, but you like make it look pretty on the outside for the people who have to live nearby. Yeah, I like that. Um, but it is gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous, just from what I can see in pictures. We will like, definitely drop a picture of that. Oh yeah, on our never been up close and personal, thankfully. And this is one <laughs> we'll never get to tour because it is still a working prison. Uh, okay. Um, but you could drive by see it from the road. Surely. Oh yeah. yeah, I would think so. Okay. But I'm hoping this is one that we never have to tour because, like I said, it houses the worst of the worst. Like, this is your people waiting out death row. Mm -hmm. These are your maximum offenders. They are going into this prison system. Um, And so it's it's like one of the few, uh, it's like Kentucky's max, it's one of the few maximum security prisons um, that we have around here. Okay. Around us. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely not one we want to be in. But again, I digress. I'm so thankful that we're doing this podcast because I'm learning so much about our rich history, mm-hmm. um, things that I never knew about this state. And one of the things that I learned is, since this was a death row prison and still is a death row prison, they have um, one of the first electric chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, old Sparky, they called it. However, it turns out several states have Old Sparky. Mm. Several states have... Ele- Seems have a- like it would be a common <laughs> yeah. name. I-, I think that was the only name allowed. Yeah. Well, I, I just... I did find there was an Old Smoky that replaced an Old Sparky oh, in another okay. state. Because yes. <laughs> I'm I one to think we went to Moundsville State Penitentiary, and they also said they had Old Sparky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, several states have Old Sparkies. Mm-hmm. So here I thought, oh, did we get the first electric chair? Did, and we didn't... No, definitely mm-hmm. not. Um, actually... We were not one of the first. I feel like someone in New York was the first electric chair right after it was invented. The old Sparky to rule them all. Yeah. And the electric chair was invented by a dentist, by the way. I didn't know if you knew really? that. Really? Yes. Why? Did, I I would have to look further into that. That was just one of the things I found in my research. Well, that's going to be my homework tonight because now I want to know. Like, <laughs> how? Why? Exactly. And it makes me trust the dentist even less now. <laughs> <laughs> so... The things you find when you're researching for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but what I did find is Old Sparky can still be seen there. Um, while it's not in use, and we can put a picture of Old Sparky up as well. Okay, well, how can it be seen there if it's still in use and not... It's not in use. No, no, no. I mean, like, if the prison's still in use and you can't tour the prison, how can you see the... 
Well, I guess, like the people who work there. Oh, I guess the people who work there can see it. No, and we can't see it. No, But the no, people no. who work there can't. We can only see it on the internet. Okay. Like so many but, Yeah. But um, people who work there and prisoners, maybe it's there just kind of like a, like my dad used to hang the belt up and be like, <laughs> let this be a lesson to you. Or, you yeah. Know. This can come off the yeah. wall. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's, uh, maybe that's kind of what, let this sit over here in the corner mm-hmm. so that you know. Uh, but I don't, I don't even know if they can use that anymore. I don't know. I'd have to look that one up. I don't know what the walls are on that right I now. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's humane. I think it now is all lethal injection, but. Don't quote mm. me on that, because I don't know for sure. Okay, so, I've digressed so much, I don't even know where we were. <laughs> the looks. So, and it does sit on a lake, and I think you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, so, when when I read that this was on Lake Barkley, uh, listeners, if you've been keeping up, just a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the land between the lakes, and one of the lakes that that land is between is Lake Barkley. Mm-hmm. So this is right on Lake Barkley, which is where so much of the paranormal things about the land between the lakes and the land between the lakes beast, all of that happened right there on Lake Barkley. So not only do we have all this paranormal stuff around the prison because of this land between the lakes, but we also have a lot of stuff happening inside the prison. Okay. So we talked about how this is a place where um, death row inmates come to wait out their time. People are executed. So there's a lot of death happening that way. Okay. There are many other things happening. So in the 20th century, we had the tuberculosis outbreak, um, it being in close quarters, a lot of people packed in. Um, Tuberculosis took a lot of people out in this prison. So a lot of and we've talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Seems like that. I mean, that's been kind of a, a reigning theme in any of these older places. Excuse me. That we we had so many outbreaks that took so many lives. Right. And tuberculosis was one, and it, it did take out a lot of prisoners. Okay. What else? So riots. We had riots. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, prisoners when they're in co- close quarters like that. Um, they may not have. Well, obviously, they have committed. Horrible, heinous crimes. Did not have good anger management skills. They've gotten into fights. They have killed each other. Um, They have killed themselves. Um, Well, I mean, if you're sitting around waiting to die, I can imagine that would make one somewhat irritable. Exactly. Exactly. And that's going to manifest itself. Exactly. Um, There have been prison escapes. Um, Escapes that have been botched. Mm -hmm. And people killed in that. In those attempts. Um, there was one man that I read about who went on a hunger strike. Mm-hmm. Um, so just all these different things. And I even read one prison guard, and it might have been the guy who wrote the book, Asher. Um, he wrote a book about paranormal events taking place in the prison. And I believe he said something like, you couldn't walk five or six feet in that prison without uh, being in a place where something heinous had taken place. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as like fights or... You know, just just bloody things because you're housing some of the world's worst prisoners. Right, and it's been in operation for a long time. It has been there, so there's for a been long a time. lot of opportunity for bad things to happen. So yeah, this place just has negative vibes, <clears throat> negative vibes everywhere. So you've got all this stuff on the outside, and then you have all this negativity on the inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we could say that if we're in a believer in the paranormal, this is a a big cauldron, mm-hmm. to, so to speak, 
for all of this to boil over. Okay, so back to Asher and his book. So he was a prison guard in this penitentiary for seven years. Mm -hmm. And he talked to different guards and, you know, some of the things he experienced himself. He decided to write a book about it. And he is now a paranormal investigator. Okay. And you, you can see all his things, you know, look him up on the internet, all kinds of things. His book you can order on Amazon, which I've already done. It's on its way. I can't wait to read it. Okay. Um, and one of his stories is one that you told about in the reading. Yeah. About the three cell. Um the pr prison guard going in to check that, and we'll talk more about that in just a mm -hmm. minute. But um, he, um, as he was writing this book, was talking to the different guards. He fictionalized this book, but it's all based on real life events. Right, so based on a true story. Yeah, it, uh, based on a true story. So I don't know. I don't know if this was kind of to protect the names of the innocent. Right. This was to, but yeah, those involved do know that this was based on events that. Probably to, to embellish happen. just a little bit. Yeah, to, yeah, just a little bit. And so that's where we can we can kind of talk about the three cell story now, if you want. Now that okay. we've got that out in the open. All right, the three cell story. So he's over in the cells that normally house um, death row inmates, mm -hmm. but there wasn't anyone there at the time. Mm -hmm. um, he is checking. Sees a prisoner. Mm -hmm. Prisoner's reading the Bible. So let's let's start with that. Do you think he might have actually seen a prisoner? Do you think there was actually a prisoner there reading a Bible? I mean, I don't know. Uh, but I do think it's interesting that... So so this is the worst of the worst, right? Right, it is. Absolutely. The worst of the worst offenders. And so if that's the case, then there's some real things to consider about if this is the worst of the worst offenders and we have a ghost that's just there peacefully reading the Bible. Yeah. There's some symbolism in that, I think. Yeah. Probably um, that could be, you know, dissected a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought that was kind of interesting. And I thought the verse that was chosen was kind of interesting as well. Yeah, because not only was it open to that, but it says that particular verse was highlighted. Right. So that was interesting. Yeah. So I, I don't and know. Again, that, that said, to hear the groaning of the prisoner to lose those that are appointed to death. Right. I wonder what the context was there like what what the surrounding verses said mm. be interesting to look and see Absolutely. um maybe maybe he saw something maybe it was a trick of the light that he thought he saw something um the frost on the floor is a little harder to explain away that is yeah okay so he goes back he talks to his sergeant he wants to know did this guy get a meal and Sergeant's like, there's nobody there. He's like, well, yeah, I saw him. He's there. Um, and I'm at living here. They go back. Because Sergeant's like, this guy's, this guy's good. He's thorough. If he says somebody's there, somebody was probably there. Mm -hmm. But there shouldn't be anybody there. Right. So he goes back with him. Well, this is the 80s. They don't really have closed circuit television. Exactly. They didn't have time. the technology we have now. Yeah. Wasn't like they could just pull up that cell and be like, oh, yeah, there is somebody yeah. there or there isn't. Or that he couldn't pick up his cell phone and be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> See, did he get a meal? So they go back together, and there's no prisoner. Mm -hmm. But the Bible is there, open to that passage. And I believe it was Psalm, right? Yeah. And we know Psalm is known for its comfort. Mm -hmm. It's 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 the the chapter known for, you know, when you need comfort, that's where mm -hmm. people tend to go. And so I think that kind of adds to this as well, adds to the story as mm -hmm. well. And so that kind of, it's like, hmm. 
This is all kind of adding up here for a nice, nice little story. So, so. Here's, here's my thoughts. Um, it seems like a super nice little story. It is a nice story. Um, I think it's probably intentionally a super nice little story. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's supposed to be some kind of symbolism there that, you know, well, look to God. It doesn't matter what you've done in your previous life. There's comfort to be had, you know, um, you can be forgiven. You can mm -hmm. find peace. That's kind of what I'm getting from it. I like it. Like that. it. There's some symbolism there. And it's kind of similar to, like, the story of the guy on the cross who was the, mm -hmm. was he the robber who was, who repented at the last minute? I think and so. Thief it, sounds. Thief yeah, sounds right. Thief sounds. Um, yeah. Is there a difference between a robber and a thief? <laughs> it's <all> semantics. <laughs> it's just semantics. So, um, he... You know, repented at the last minute, and it kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. As you're saying that. It's like a redemption story. Yeah. And and maybe it is. Maybe it is a nice little redemption story that may not be totally, you know, true. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little more embellished. Mm -hmm. But it's a nice story for a prison story. Sure. Um, could there have been a Bible? Sure. I, I could believe they found oh, a Bible. Yeah, there. I'd imagine that in a prison, especially in a prison like this, that there would be those oh, themselves. Yeah. Um, do I think someone was in there reading it? That's kind of harder to imagine. Yeah. And I can't imagine that a real prisoner would have been in there because I feel like they would keep those locked down pretty tight since this was the worst of the worst. Yeah. So, the frost. And they said it was very chilly when they went into the mm -hmm. cell. <clears throat> um, well, the frost can do one of two things. One, we know that when paranormal is involved, it's very cold. Yeah. So, the frost could be a representation of that. Two, it also can prove that a real person wasn't in the cell because there would be no footsteps in that frost. There would be Good no... point. The frost was yeah. not disturbed. Uh-huh. So that's showing that there wasn't really a person in the cell. Right. So that kind of does two things there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Well, and like, we don't know what time of year this happened, but it also makes me question, like... How good could the insulating be in this a prison that was created in the 1800s that is made out of stone? You oh, know? yeah. I mean, I have questions about that, so there, there could be a way to explain that one away. That's a good point. Good point. <clears throat> um, some of the other paranormal things that were reported from former guards, footsteps. Mm -hmm. um, okay, you're in a maximum security prison with some of the worst offenders. You're already going to be freaked out, I think. Yeah. I'm going to be constantly looking over my shoulder. So, forget the paranormal. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to be thinking I'm hearing things. Possibly. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to be so much worried about the paranormal. I'm going to be worried about some of these worst offenders being behind me or right. sneaking it behind me. Mm -hmm. So, maybe that was all in their mind, mm -hmm. the footsteps. Um, images. They kind of thought they saw images hovering over certain places. Hmm. Um, one, in particular, was said in a shower, but... We know how steam works. Yeah. That that one's kind of hard to fathom. Okay. This one I couldn't find a lot of information about. But there's something mentioned about a flaming head. A flaming Okay. <laughs> I wish I could have found more information on that. But it was like a flaming head floating huh. through a corridor. Um, I can't explain that one. That's given some green mile vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. No. Mm. No. Um, I did think it was interesting that it had the uh, the quote from Dante. You know, I almost painted that over my classroom okay. door one time, but I thought it might be frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can see why, but I also love that quote as well. Yeah. I love Dante. Love Dante's Inferno. Love that quote. Yeah. And, and I, 
I'm, I do. I think that's a good quote. Yeah, it is. And, it's, a, it's an excellent quote. Yeah, I'm not sure why they took it down. I guess maybe probably the same reason they would tell us not to put it over our yeah. classroom. Um, <sighs> but yeah, it, it was it was fitting. It was a fitting quote. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do enjoy that. So yeah, I uh, I don't I, know. I would be really interested to explore a little bit more of the timeline between this and the land between the lakes. Oh, absolutely. Story. We're going to have to go back and look at that because now we have some some new developments mm-hmm. here because uh, in the land between the lakes we talked about the monster yeah um now i'm wondering could that have been a you know could all of this been something with an escaped prisoner well i mean that happened in the early 80s as well so yeah. who knows because you know there are reports of prisoners escaping from this prison yeah so now that we know that it was in such a close vicinity um could th- could some things have happened um could they have been doing some experiments on some prisoners mm-hmm. since they knew they were going to be put to their uh, death anyway? Yeah. Could uh-huh. something have been going on? Question. And then they get loose in the forest, and then we we need to go back to if, the drawing board. If we're talking genetic experiments, though, and we're talking about the Army, and I realize they're trying to make a super soldier, and I realize this is like the basis of like every yeah. horror movie ever, but probably the worst of the worst deranged prisoners that Kentucky has to offer would not be our best choice for human DNA. Definitely not. Definitely not. But they already, Just saying. But they already have that... <laughs> it's a that convenient dry, source. <laughs> yeah. They have that drive in them to do... Murderous yes, rage. Yes, yes. They have that can-do spirit. <laughs> we are not conspiracy theorists. I would like to go ahead and state that for the record. <laughs> we are not those people. We are not wearing tinfoil hats sitting here right now. But, yeah, it is a good theory. I yeah. Know. But we do definitely need to go back and explore now that we know that they were mm-hmm. in such close vicinity. Yeah. Um, definitely. I, and I feel like it's it's never an end to our stories. It's always a going back and keep researching mm-hmm. and keep developing, and I definitely want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, if you... First, I would definitely recommend going and getting this book. Yes. By Asher. Um, we'll link all the info for that in yeah, our show notes. Because I'm definitely excited to read that. hmm And if you know anything, if you've heard anything, any stories of the paranormal taking place in this pen, um, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on Facebook and Instagram at Haunted Haulers. You can also send us an email at hauntedhaulers at gmail.com. And we also have a webpage, www.hauntedhaulers.com. Until next time, listeners, beware of things lurking in the shadows.